Welcome to the SBS Volta Espana podcast with Zwift. Last year in the Volta, we saw Zwift Academy winner Jay Vine come desperately close to a stage win. And this year, another Zwift Academy winner, Neve Bradbury, performed brilliantly at the Giro Donna, finishing 10th overall. Well, it's all about to kick off again. Registrations are open and the Zwift Academy starts on the 12th of September. Importantly, it's not just about elite riders chasing a pro contract. Anyone can take part. The Zwift Academy features six structured workouts over four weeks. And after you've graduated, Zwift will share workout and training recommendations based on your results. It's a great way to find your strengths and go further. So if you want to dive in and start riding with a free seven-day trial, head to Zwift.com. Now here's Christoph and Macca with the SBS Volta Espana podcast with Zwift. Thought I would take you inside the race. Bonjour, bonjour, buenos dias, and welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Uh, that was me filming on the side of the road about a kilometer and a half uh, uh, off the finish line just before the drop. Joining me today is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? How beautiful is that footage? Yeah, mate, I'm very good. And that has got me in the mood, honestly. That I felt like a fly on the wall. Actually, I felt, I felt like I was a fan roadside. So well done. That was... Um, what what was different about that vision actually is you captured all the the motos, the helicopter, the fan noise, which the real race coverage doesn't always capture all mm-hmm. of that. So um, kudos, mate. I think uh, we'll get you on the we'll get you on the camera next year. Yeah, good. Thank you. <laughs> was was that my job interview? <laughs> yeah, that was it. What you passed with flying colours. Cool. Thank you. Um, but. We've got a race on our hand, Maka, and maybe not so much uh, risk for you to get egg on your face. These uh, things have hey, changed a little bit. You know? I tell you what, there's a reason why I'm contracted as, <laughs> can I say expert analyst? Yes. Can I just can. totally pat myself on the back here? <laughs> I've been calling it out. I've been having, um, you know, uh, special dances and, 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 and seances to try and make this happen, but no, not really. I'm joking. I, lo- I do love <laughs> Remco of Interpol. But as we've all, as we've been talking about, and just so if you've just tuned in and you don't know what we're, I'm waffling on about, people, it's about <laughs> the fact that I've been saying wait for the third week because Remco has not been deep in the third week and not at this level. And we, short, we saw the first signs last night of yeah. a little crack, whether or not that crack is going to widen now to a gaping hole or if it's just a one-off bad day. Uh, but you're dead right. We have now got one of the best grand tours of the year on our hands, I think. Absolutely. I know I say it a lot, absolutely, but I'm going to say it now. Absolutely. Uh, Real <laughs> amount today, mate. Real amount. There's no, there's no, there's no limit today. Uh, good, 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 good. Carapaz winning yesterday is uh, his second stage. We stay. We said in a couple of a uh, few pods ago that uh, Carapaz saved uh, Ineos to uh, Vuelta with one win, but he saved it even more with two wins. And what a win as well! How dominant was he yesterday? Yeah, he was good, wasn't he? I mean, he made the break of the day, which incidentally took a long time to get away. Like it was super fast at the start, so it took a long time to get away. And 
he look he played his cards well uh, he actually had to ride pretty hard a couple of times over the, the previous climb um louis leon sanchez was sort of putting the pressure on he took maximum points there which was good because it it stopped carapaz from getting maximum it was only three i think but remember jay vine is in that jersey um yeah. but then in the end no one could go with carapaz but he had to go all the way to the line, didn't he? Because he had a rampaging Superman Lopez and Roglic just, what, eight seconds off his wheel in the end. Yeah. So it was a pretty and, um, and you, eventful stage. And you saw the speed in the footage I, I showed you. That was really, literally a kilometre and a half from the top. Uh, and the speed the three of them were going was honestly very, very high. Uh, but let's listen to uh, Luke Plapp. He's a teammate, of course, of uh, Richard Carapaz, and he explains how he was from the inside and what was the strategy. Luke Plapp. Well, Luke, you're uh, becoming Nostradamus, mate. You picked it exactly. Bloody oath, mate. Uh, um, I call him my little cucaracha, my little cockroach. He's, uh, he's never out of the fight, mate. He, he, he had a rough first 10 days, but he's shown what a world-class rider he is, and to win two stages, mate, it's pretty special. How do you feel today, mate? Yeah, look, at the start, it was uh, it was full gas to try to get Richie in the break. Um, and, uh, yeah, it split it into three groups, which I'm sure was stressful for some other guys. But, look, it was perfect scenario for us, uh, and it sounds like the last climb went really well for Carlos too. Yeah. So, what you talk about, you know, working hard to get him in the break, what do you actually do to, to make, help make that happen? Basically, just make sure he's not the one jumping, mate. As, uh, make sure he's got a wheel to, to sort of follow and and almost jump him across to the gap so he's not making that acceleration. Um, and and if one move goes that he's not in, you've got to sort of shut it down to, so you can restart the fight for the break, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a really big fight today for that. It, uh, it took a long time to a long time to go because there was almost a race for the break, but there was also a race to, to put UAE in the, in the hurt behind. They, they missed the split. Um, but no, it, was a, yeah, it was a great day for us. And I think from what I can hear on the radio as well, the... This race is far from over, mate. Uh, we're only just getting started into these mountains. Tomorrow's a massive test, but that 18, 19, 20 stages, look, they're, they're brutal. And I think, uh, yeah, the race is still on. Good on you, mate. Well done. Thanks, mate. I think we need, uh, for people that are watching this show outside of Australia, we need to subtitle this one. So Australian. Um, oh, yeah. You cannot be much more Australian <laughs> as, as he speaks. But... Uh, it's, I think it's great. It's beautiful how he explains the inside of getting into a break and how hard it is to get into a break in a, in a stage like yesterday. Yeah, and and I love it just how he he. I said it the other day. You know, we've been getting a few interviews with Luke, but he is really, or I feel like he has the way he's talking. He has settled in to that team. It's like he's been on the squad for two or three years already. Yeah. Um, the way it seems like he's you know, got the camaraderie with the guys there on the ground with obviously Carapaz as well and, and Teo Gagenhart. He's playing his role, which I'm sure they're happy with because he's, he has been playing a really good role. And look at him. It's a, that was a pretty tough stage, but he he was pretty bubbly and chirpy at the end and almost almost more bubbly than what he was four or five days ago on, say, an equally as hard day. Mm. So that's a really good sign for Luke Plapp. I think, you know, it doesn't matter what to me anyway it doesn't actually matter for his career what he does or doesn't achieve here it's more about him getting through it playing a team role and having a big smile on his face at the end like that's actually what 
it will do him good in his career. And for me, yeah. Luke Plapp is ticking all those boxes. Um, he really is. And, so it's, and you know, on a big squad like that, there can be a lot of pressure, mm -hmm. but he's just eating it up. Yeah, you you need to make your presence felt. You need to be to show you're yeah. here. You need to to show your your just much more than what's in a rider. You you also yes. have a, a bit of leadership, a bit of personality. To be fair, I'm also very chirpy when I'm about to open a, a pack of Haribo. That's what he was doing. He was just about to dive into some Haribo. So I'm right. I'm oh, he was. That, he was. The, the oh, yeah, well, there you go. The sugar <laughs> hit. The sugar hit at the end of a tough day. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you mentioned uh, Roglic. Superman Lopez as well was uh, absolutely magnificent. And we'll talk yeah. about him uh, again, I guess, for, for tonight's stage. But Roglic yesterday was flying as well. Let's listen to him. What a day. You have to be proud with it. 51 seconds when you factor in the bonuses over Renko. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, definitely, yeah. Uh, a nice day. But yeah, you all know, uh, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose a bit. But uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we can keep this trend. Was it you? You sensed your strength today or did you sense some weakness in Renko or a bit of both? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm feeling uh, better. Uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, Well, Chris Harper really set it up for you. You got to be proud of the limited team you have here, and this really puts you back in contention. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's still quite hard, and uh, but yeah, the race was still long. Uh, but uh, yeah, the guys uh, really uh, did a great job. Uh, yes, each and every one of them uh, really, uh, uh, yeah, pushed hard, and uh, yeah, happy. To be a part of uh, the team and uh, looking forward uh, yeah, for the next days. Felix, do you have any idea what, what this means for tomorrow? What you can do tomorrow? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow. He's uh, pretty confident he's got a spring in his step. Also, what I love is the a bit of the roughness of this interview. It shows a bit more uh, to the general public how the, the, the mixed zone interviews are made. So many mics, so many questions thrown in. One last one, even when you told to stop three questions ago, you still try to throw another one in there. Yeah, but also, and, and you know, it's classic Roglic. Like if he was a cricketer, he'd be just blocking the ball. Like if if, yeah. if he was in the in the front of the pitch and that was the equivalent of the interview, he'd just be blocking the ball to the questions all the time. <laughs> like he doesn't, he's not giving away much, is he? And he's not, you know, it's hard to really read him. And I think he 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 does that deliberately. He doesn't, he keeps his yeah. cards close to his chest. You know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, we say it, his interviews are boring. He doesn't give us much. And mm. now that's just his persona. And I accept that that's his character. And let's face it, English is his second language or it's, or it's even his third language. So the fact that he can answer these questions quite well is good, but yeah, he's not giving much away, but he's saying, you know, the race has still got a long way to go. He shows that he's just, he's got the experience and he's yeah, got the experience absolutely. here at the Vuelta. Yeah. So he knows it can turn any day. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. There's words, they make a sentence. It does mm. make sense in English, but then you go back, you listen to it, you go, I may have learned nothing from what he just he's said. He's played <laughs> a straight bat. Yep. He's just blocked the ball. <laughs> okay. Someone that is a bit more uh, explanatory in his commentary uh, is his teammate, Chris Harper. Let's listen to him. Yeah, really good day. Uh, it's good to see when you're coming into the race that Primoz would probably uh, progressively get better. So, yeah, that's starting to show and uh, just chip away at Remco's lead day by day. And the pressure's really on your shoulders uh, with the limited team. You set it up well. What was your job today? 
Ah, uh, yeah, uh, Primoz felt good, so he told us to sort of take over and make it hard. Um, also with the idea to try go for the stage. Uh, so yeah, my role was just to try set a high tempo on the uh, on the final climb. Chris, does this give you even more motivation going to tomorrow? Ah, I don't know if I can be more motivated. I was <laughs> been super motivated since I knew I was coming to the race. So nah, still still the same. But yeah, of course it's uh, I think motivating for everyone to see see Primoz uh, getting getting stronger and stronger but yeah we believe from the start that he can win this win this bike race and uh, yeah that's that's only uh, getting more and more confirmed. And Chris you seem to be getting stronger each day as well that's one of your strongest performances. Ah, I don't know if I'm getting stronger <laughs> maybe everyone else is just getting slower but uh, no I felt I felt good today from the start so yeah I'm, I'm glad I can contribute something uh, and hopefully hopefully uh, set up Primoz. He's not getting everybody else. He's not getting slower. He's doing a great job, Chris. Yeah, he's humble. He's humble. I'm, I'm with John Trevorrow and you by the sounds of it, Christoph. He, he has just been awesome at this race, Chris Harper. And there's a few re or not reasons to it, but there's a few elements I think to, to sort of that we should highlight. He's leaving the team at the end of the yeah. season, he's going to Bike Exchange. So his motivation could have easily been sort of not subpar, but maybe at a 50% mm -hmm. level. Um, but the team have backed him in, even though he's leaving, to support Primrose, a guy who can win the race. So that's a really big call, I think. Um, and he's also backing it in as if he's staying with the team. You know, it's yeah. he's showing his maturity. And he's to me, this has showed um, Chris Harper has stepped up to another level. And I'm so excited for, for his future at um, Bike Exchange sure. next year and beyond. I mean, honestly, I was watching that last night thinking, could this guy be a GC rider in the future? Mm -hmm. I really wonder. I, I don't know. Is he? A, he's one of those sort of maybe late bloomers or – and he's not the that old, but – yeah, you're right. But uh, at Back Exchange now, they have a few that can actually take that next step leadership role. Uh, although yeah. the, one of the Yates has signed again. Uh, so one of the Yates at least will still be here. Uh, yeah. uh, and I'm not saying anything else, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> saying, right. one of the what's his brother doing next year? We don't know. I don't know. We don't, I I don't haven't know. heard. Uh, or, we, I haven't heard we? where or he's going. Don't. <laughs> don't know where it's going. But Which anyway, nice. uh, but Back Exchange is start to get a lot of different cards on their hands. Can yes. you hear this? They, oh, no. Can you hear this? I think there's some yeah, shooting out. What was it? I tried to pretend I didn't hear it, but it just <laughs> almost burst my eardrum. So now please explain. Uh, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, I think there's some people hunting uh, for Are you birds, in some dodgy... But... <laughs> what are you staying in? <laughs> A gel, of course. You can see. <laughs> I'm in gel. It's from the car, isn't it? Yeah. You're in jail because of the car breaking Exactly. Down. It was your Ooh. car. One yeah. plus one equals Christoph is in jail. You got scared and you didn't you didn't claim ownership and then they exactly. traced it back to the car hire place. And we I, I can report that uh, gels in Spain are very Andalusian, you know, the tiling and <laughs> it's <everything>. very nice. <laughs> What's the Go back like? to the race. So back back exchange has got or they've got a lot of cards potentially in their hands for the next two, three years. Yes, they have. Yeah, they have. And look, they are they are losing Nick Schultz, which we're all yeah. pretty upset about because on and off the bike, you know, we, we loved everything we saw of Nick Schultz. So that's a shame he's leaving. But Chris Harper coming and oh God, I can't I can't go through the whole list. I don't have it in front of me. But yeah, they're they're looking healthy, bike exchange. And and I think gee, I'd love to 
I'd really, you know, I'd really, really love to see Bike Exchange sign an Aussie cyclist that can give the Tour de France a really yeah. big crack yeah. one day. And I think that that to me, that's the last, you know, that's the last goal for Jerry Ryan, if you like. It's yeah. the last goal for the team. But for Jerry Ryan, who has pretty much financed this team from day dot, yeah, almost, almost single-handedly. By the way, mm. that that's the last box to tick. That for would Jerry be beautiful. Ryan, is to win yeah. the Tour de France with an Australian. Well, win the Tour de France. Period. But it would be even yeah. better if it's with an Australian rider. Or imagine a French rider. They they enable France to have their next winner. Imagine that storyline. Oh, that actually. <laughs> You're sort of losing me then. I was, I was starting to glaze over if you didn't realise. But actually, I'm sort of warming to that. Last that French cool. winner in the Tour de France, 1985. And ages could, ago. And we could embed you in the team for the year. Exactly. Imagine this. Let, let us know what you think, actually, in the comments. Let's yeah. let's yeah, let's, yeah. let's start something. We I'm already some on comments. the Polkadot battle. So let's start with the Polkadot. We've got Maybe time. By the end of the you show, know. let's come up with a hashtag, people. The hashtag <laughs> Frenchman on Bike Exchange wins yeah. too I know that's too long. If we could shorten Is it, it too slightly. Long? <laughs> Actually, Matthew Cox just said, I don't think I know, you know, like a French Ooh. president. Remember this? Okay, Matt, okay. There's one vote of confidence. Okay, good, <laughs> good. Okay. Where are we going? We're talking Let's focus. Focus, my guy. Day 15. I know it's Sunday night. It's Sunday yeah. night for you, but let's focus. Uh, yeah. Remco, so good to have a focus back. Uh, let's listen to him and then we, uh, we'll talk about what could happen to him from now. Remco, how are you normally in, uh, in altitude? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, in Swiss, uh, it wasn't my, uh, I mean, it wasn't my best performance uh, on the altitude, but yeah, I also didn't have the shape like I have it now. Um, I just hope this uh, this was uh, my bad day in the, in the, in the Grand Tour. So uh, let's see tomorrow. Uh, don't lose the head, uh, keep the focus, and, and fight back. Did today do anything to your confidence? No. Still, still high. Yeah, why not? I'm still in red, so no problem. I also dropped them already a few times, so there's no problem with that. In the last kilometer, Remco, you seem to be actually coming a bit better. Uh, yeah, I was actually just suffering on, on the steep slopes today. I mean, my my legs were getting full of lactate just before the, the steep uh, slope. So I think that's the point where Roglic attacked. So I just didn't have the legs to, to follow on the steep slopes. Uh, and I just didn't have the legs like I had them uh, last week on the steep slopes. So uh, let's hope tomorrow it goes better. Tomorrow, of course, being uh, tonight, but there's a lot in this interview. Michael. Wow, wow. You don't know this either, Christophe. I only saw, I saw the World Feed interview okay. with Jean-Francois Quinet, who yeah. always, I think, asks some great questions. And Jeff, obviously, is a friend of the SBS family. Um, but I haven't seen that interview until now, and I got a lot more out of that interview than the World Feed one. Especially and he was... I felt he was a lot more honest in that interview. And just to let our viewers know, the World Feed interview, if you don't realise, that's the first interview he does basically before he even goes on the stage. This one is done afterwards. It's in the mm -hmm. mix zone. He's obviously a lot more relaxed and he's a lot more open probably to letting his guard down and being a bit more honest. And I felt he was a lot more honest there. And I don't know what to read of it though, but... Well, think, oh, another, another bird, another yeah. goes in. 
pigeon. Uh, is it pigeon on the pigeon. menu for lunch or quail? I think that there is pigeon on the menu for lunch. Absolutely. Don't I'm you love spade? <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. Focus. Focus. Oh, I'm, I'm, real, the, I'm actually the, going to break down here anyway. <laughs> But, but Rem, sorry guys, sorry guys. Uh, but, but Remco, okay, let's focus back. Remco, when he says, I don't know, I had a bad day in the Alps, but yeah. I don't want to read anything into it. I dropped these guys, by the way. Uh, yep. There's a bit of sort of trying to reinforce his self-confidence. I want to play something here. There's one of a teammate of Remco. It's Van Wilder. Let's listen to him as well. So you had a first uh, front row seat to the action there what was the sense there that primos was going to do something was remco a little bit weak what did you read uh, no he was not weak but Rovilic was strong today i think uh, you can also say that uh, it's not a shame um well i was doing a solid pace and uh, yeah he had something in the legs to do even um, more solid pace so yeah i don't know we had a good day but yeah. for us it's not a big deal uh, we we don't lose so much time and uh, we'll see the next days. I guess it could be said Primos maybe had a better day today, but then uh, Remco did limit it pretty well. 48 seconds, yes. three seconds in bonus there. Yes. That's, uh, what do you make of this going into tomorrow? Yeah, I say we have to, to take tomorrow like every day and uh, do our best and just to do our own race and, and don't change the strategy now. Uh, we are the one in the lead, so we don't have to be afraid. I don't know if there's not a little bit of, uh, I'm not going to say panic because that would be too much at, at uh, Duquinic as well, but they are also are learning to be a Grand Tour trying to win a Jersey team in a yeah. sense. They've never done it. So there's sort of self-motivation there going inside the team, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all, it's, it's a new thing for them. You're spot on. It's, um, uh, absolutely. This is a first-time experience for them. So they're, they're, you know, they're at the pointy end. Well, it's not a first-time experience. Alaphilippe, you know, looked like he may win the Tour de France a few years ago. So they yeah. were, they've been there before, but this, this feels a bit more like Remco is knocking on the door here, big time. Well, yeah, because I, I mean, we, you and I were there when Alaphilippe was in yellow, and yeah. uh, we all fell in love with him on, on that But we all week kept off. saying, you kept he's, asking the question, and I'm not trying yeah. to make fun of this, we all kept saying, well, he, he's not going to win. Exactly. Know? And we didn't know, but we exactly. kept saying, well, he's not here to win it, so he's not yeah, going exactly. to win over three weeks. Whereas Remco, we're saying, well, hmm. four day, two days ago, he, it was, he, 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 you know, how much is he going to win the race by? Yeah, um, absolutely. But just incidentally, I'm so glad we got to hear from Van Wilder because he was awesome yesterday and he's been awesome uh, on this race. And these yeah. are the unsung heroes. Like when Roglic yeah, attacked and he was on the front, I think, there was literally eight guys left or ten guys left. So mm -hmm. Van Wilder was – he was climbing in the top ten in the world and he was the guy on the front. So these guys are stepping up. It's a bit like Chris Harper, you know. They're they're stepping up to this next level, and um, it's nice to mention them because they play yeah. such a they're, they're animators of this bike race and their characters in this storytelling book, if you like, is what we're yeah. what we're showing here. And they need to be mentioned in it because they they play a big part. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one comment here from the boss, and I'm buying it. Imagine Julien Alaphilippe at Bex winning the Tour de France. 
Oh. I dropped the mic. The boss. I'm having a meltdown you're watching as it. we speak. This would be my last interview on the podium in Paris. Then I dropped the mic after this one. This is how I will retire. Okay. <laughs> let's let's put it here. <laughs> I mean, how do we get I'm him? Excessive as a person, am I? <laughs> I mean, now we've got to now we've got to go down this path. How do we get him to Beck say? I don't. I know. know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I'll just throw this out there. Don't. Is he into motorhomes? Yeah, get him a nice caravan. We get him a whiz bang, like <laughs> Jerry. Whiz bang Jerry, caravan, Jerry, <laughs> we need one with two two bathrooms, three <laughs> toilets, um, a, a rooftop. The Euros love their outdoor dining, so rooftop terrace. <laughs> and and here's a here's a hashtag as well for you. There's a hashtag in it. You know, uh, caravan for Lulu or something like this. Hashtag caravan <laughs> for Lulu. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we'll come up. Yeah, hey, that's a good one. This is a good uh, start. It, Exactly. A there's, a co- there's a question here, and then we, we divert just a little bit, but because it's in the same topic, it uh, looks like Af- Alaphilippe may not be too injured. So, can we potentially see him at Bolongo? Oh, what do you think? Matthew, good question. I have not read any more since the. the if, if, if Matt only knows what we know, which was dislocated yeah. shoulder, then I'm still, I'm still not convinced. Yeah. Sometimes they can be worse, the injury can be worse. Uh, which is weird because a, a, a clear a clear fracture, which is I think what Matt Heyman had, was yep. was uh, pinned. It was pinned. He was back on the trainer within a week, and and he was six weeks out. Alaphilippe's got less time. I don't think he can have an operation. I don't think um, that it that it has to heal some way. Um, so I'm not I'm not I'm, I'm not convinced at the moment. Mm. Alaphilippe. Like I think I said, I'm not sure if I said it to you, Christoph, but this is my reasoning. Alaphilippe will be able to ride his bike and he'll be able to, say, race. But to be able to race a 260-kilometre world championship and maybe win it, because let's face it, if Alaphilippe is there, he's there to win it. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't he? He's not going there to try and be a helper. So yeah. I don't – and I, so it's not worth it, I think, unless yeah. he can go to win. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, only time we can, I guess. I know, I know, I know. Do I mean, you, I'm sketching as we're talking. I'm sketching the, the motorhome for Lulu. <laughs> motorhome for Lulu. Hashtag exactly. motorhome for Lulu. <laughs> okay, let's go back to uh, the race as well because they're still uh, racing into it. Uh, Jay Vine yesterday. I'll play the interview and I'll tell you a little story about Jay Vine. Jay, uh, talk to us about today. That was a really huge fight at the beginning for the breakaway. I thought you were hoping to be in, but. It was a bit too hard. Oh, the, the course was not enough, hard enough. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, the, the start was really important. So as a team, we really focused on the first 12Ks. And uh, turns out I got away with knee belief for a little bit there. But the uh, other teams had a uh, another agenda. So it was like always fighting for, for moves. And uh, after uh, 25Ks into the race, we decided to just play it a bit more cool and relaxed. And uh, yeah, the break ended up going 75k, so I could have wasted a lot of energy trying to get in that move. You got a new bike today with the color of the polka dot, but you got the bad news also because Richard Carapaz is closing in, still 14 points ahead, but uh, behind, sorry, but he will become an opponent, surely. Yeah, 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 he did, he took a bunch of points today. I think, um, yeah, that's annoying. Like, looking back on it, if uh, things had gone a bit better, if I'd lost a bit more time earlier on in the race, I might have been able to get in the break in stage nine. 
and have really uh, not been stressing out uh, about these two days this week. But, you know, tomorrow's a new day. I uh, got told to sit up uh, out of the group uh, earlier in the climb today, so got to spin the legs up the climb. So, yeah, we'll look at it tomorrow. And so you, you managed to recover today to get some more, more freshness tomorrow comparing to the others? It's possible yeah, yeah. That? yeah, that's the plan for tomorrow, yeah. I mean, uh, it was uh, too much to risk not going for the win today with the brake sort of dangling out there. So we decided to just uh, play it safe. So when you see this interview with Jay Vine, you can almost see the equation going... Arikan and I saw him riding past, you know, as where I was as I was walking back up to the uh, to the finish. He was really spinning the name, having a chit chat with a, a Movistar rider, looking really cool, really relaxed. I think he's thinking tonight. He has to be thinking tonight. You can yeah. almost see it in his eyes. Yeah. Well, the the journo stole my question. Um, he he's fourteen points ahead of Carapaz now. Tonight we go super high Sierra Nevada finish. That's the summit. But there's one or two climbs prior to that. There's a Category 1, I know that. There might be a smaller climb before. Um, so he needs to get some points. Or it, it, what he, what he, ideally what he needs to do is extend now over Carapaz. Just yeah. to, and, and him getting the break tonight. Carapaz not getting the break because he's won yesterday. He'll be a bit of a marked man once again. Um and I liked that interview. I liked his demeanour. I'm, I'm studying Jay a little bit. And, and ever mm-hmm. since that interview two, three days ago where he was a bit despondent, a bit sort of short with his answers, he was obviously disappointed. He's only human. But I thought he, he needed to bounce back a bit better than that. And now I feel like he has. And, I've, and I, he, it feels like he's got his spring back in his step, in his voice. And I, that's important. It's a very good point because what makes you feel better than a new bike? I think the teams know this, so they got him a new bike. They got yeah, him new paint. We, go, go on, mate. we believe in you. We yeah. believe in you. Here's a new bike. And he will yeah. go, yeah, like a kid, happy. That, yeah, it's true. It's true. Bring back the joy. And Maddie Keenan, if you're listening, <laughs> Maddie, he will relate to this. We had a discussion about this the other night and just about, I won't go into it, but it is, it's literally about, you know, bring the joy back into your life that you used to feel when you're a kid, when it was Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or whatever, and those yeah. things. And as we get older as adults, we get serious and we're focused on our jobs or whatever in general life, but it's no different in sport. And the new bike is like a Christmas present or a birthday and Maybe present, someone so. at, uh, at, at Alpecin uh, watched the show, uh, watched your show, and oh, they went, they definitely, oh, oh, no, they Christmas. definitely did. Get him a new bike, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, all the teams are watching the show, apparently. Yeah, it's we, true. So we've been told yeah, yeah, by yeah. somebody. Well, mate, by somebody. Told we don't know what he said. <laughs> what he said, he sits down every morning in, um, he's down in southern Spain, near, near you, of course. He yeah. can't wait. He, he exactly. And his wife is like, why are you making popcorn at 10.30 in the morning? He's like, bad. <laughs> why not? <laughs> All right, at the top yesterday, before we go into the, the stage uh, which is on tonight, at the top, I got to speak and talk to Il Pistolero. Alberto Contador, you are here for uh, Eurosport GCN. What a race we have on our hands. Yeah, today was incredible day. Today, I think it's the answer of the question that uh, everybody has in the head. Can can be possible uh, three weeks for a uh, Renko or not. And today he has a bad day, but uh, maybe it was only one day. Maybe the problem for him is that tomorrow is a really hard day. 
So, the last climb is perfect for put time in the in in the GC. If one guy is in crisis because it's a really long climb, very steep uh, first part, and then uh, tomorrow is a big test for for every rider. What does Roglic need to do to win this race? Go more fast than ever the pool. But uh, I think that uh, for him it's very important to uh, go do, no, do the, the race uh, hard. For sure the first part tomorrow will be really hard because the people want, will fight for the stay. They, they will fight for the stay in the break. For try to take the victory and also for help to the GC riders, maybe in the last climb. And uh, do fast in the first climb and after in the last climb, the first two kilometers, also full gas. I think uh, tomorrow, tomorrow we can see who wins the Vuelta. And million dollar question, last question, who's going to win this Vuelta? I think in this today with what we saw in the in the race is between Benepul and, and Roglic. I think that uh, we are looking that Roglic day by day go better and uh, Benepul today don't feel good. The morale of over Roglic now is pretty high. 50-50. Muchas gracias. You're welcome. I mean like Talk about sitting on a fence. <laughs> you ask a question, he takes two minutes to not give you the answer. <laughs> no, talk about sitting on a fence. I was told I'm sitting on a fence sometimes. Oh, my goodness. Albeit, albeit, like, let's be fair. Let's positive in everything, Maka. Yeah. We've just learned that he doesn't think Mas can win this, this, this Welta. Yeah, that's, that's what true. we've learned. He thinks it's a 50-50. But he's not giving anything away. And, no. and I, I, I wouldn't write Mas off. We haven't mentioned him in yeah. this pod either until net, well, to, tonight's pod. We've talked about him plenty of other days. I would not write Enrique Mas off. Um, I think he's potentially a bit tired from the tour, but I wouldn't write him off for here. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's, but I do agree with Contador that we'll get a really good idea tonight because tonight yes. is a tough stage. Tonight really is tough. a tough stage. Look at it, Maka. Look at this stage. Uh, well, let's bring it up here. Yeah, well, 4, there it is. 4,000 meters of climbing, all crammed in, in 152 kilometers. Yeah. It, it's going to have to be super dynamic. Yeah, it's a massive, massive day. And you can see there the finish up to 2,500 meters on the dot almost. So it's high altitude. It's a short, shortish stage, as yeah. you say. And the altitude gained in that short distance is a lot. There is that category three at the beginning. So I was right. There's a, there's a third climb there. Um, but the two other climbs, if we look at them, the category one, that first one, is eight kilometers at 8%. They, yeah. they they go over it in the Ruta del Sol. So a lot of the Spaniards will will know this climb quite well. Um, it's a tough climb. And then the Sierra Nevada, which uh, 2017, Superman Lopez won here. So he's won here yeah. already. He's the man on form because he was brilliant last night. 21 kilometres at 6.9%. But it's a bit skewed because the first 4.5Ks averages 10%. You can see the beginning of it there. Mm -hmm. It's Absolutely, super steep. Yeah. 
So the question or the question is, are the uh, Roglic, Superman, Mars, and whoever else is feeling good and wants to attack Remco, are they going to try and do it to him in the first four kilometres on the steep slopes or are they going to gamble? Because it's actually quite a wide open road. It's like a highway. Um, mm. I've, I've driven up this a couple style. of times. It's kind of an American-style big boulevard. Yeah, train, towards yeah? the top it is. Yeah. yeah. it's but, but to me that... To me, that doesn't matter. They're, they're at high altitude. It's still averaging 5%. It's 20 kilometres in. It's, you know, it's day 15. To yeah. me, we're still going to see if a rider's struggling, he's going to get dropped. He's going to be found out in that last 10 kilometres. So do, does Rimko, to answer the critics from yesterday, does Rimko go on the attack and try to claim back these 40 plus seconds on Roglic? Or does he have to sit still and try to control that race from now? He's got to well tonight. He's got to sit still. If even if he feels good at the base of Sierra Nevada, he's got to sit, 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 and only in the last three or four kilometres, if he's confident, then he then he tries to attack. But before then, no matter what, he does not attack. He waits. That and and his teammates have got to try and be there as much mm -hmm. for as long as possible. And I've, they've they've done a brilliant job. Incidentally, I said it. We said it before, but. With Van Wilder, but I think as a team they've been fantastic. Mm. They couldn't have done any more to support him. Um, but yeah, that that's his goal tonight. It should yeah, be, okay. and it will be. Okay. I'd, he'd be. I'd be blown away if he tried to attack before then. Okay, uh, this is the uh, the GC as it stands, the general classification. So Remco is in the lead, as we said. Uh, Roglic is uh, now only one minute forty nine behind, and Mass is third. We got a good uh, third, fourth, and fifth from the the Spaniard uh, as well in there. And then Ben O'Connor yesterday uh, looked quite good actually on the climb. I saw him uh, with my own eyes when he was passing by in a group of three riders. He looked good. There's still hope uh, for Ben O'Connor to be somewhere between that top ten, top five. Oh look, there's. Ben O'Connor can he could produce a big ride today. I mean, when he won his stage in the in the Alps in in the Tour a couple of years ago, that was at fairly high altitude. Uh, I'm not sure if the summit finish was, but the climb actually it was. I think it was in Tim. Um, yes, it was. Yeah. So he's proven that he's pretty good at high altitude. It's higher tonight, but Ben, yeah, no, he's got to keep boxing on, and he is. He's chasing that that general classification still, and kudos to him. He hasn't given in. Um, but also Carapaz is now climbing back up. Carapaz can't win the race, but no, Carapaz no. could challenge for a top 10. Um, and there's a, there's a couple of other riders just out of the top 10 as well. So there's, yeah, there's plenty that will unfold tonight. It's going to be a yeah. really dynamic stage again, I think. Yeah. I'm a bit disappointed because uh, Matthew might actually be right. Uh, it looks like it could be a bird-scaring cannon. Uh, I don't know if there's any. Yeah, there are a couple of vineyards and orchard, actually, mainly olive oil. I thought I was going to have pigeon soup for dinner. Ma on. Matthew, <laughs> you are a man of many wisdoms. Uh, if you can start, if we, if you could send through some sketches of the motorhome, Matt, for the yeah, next exactly. episode, that would be good. We might start you know, formulating <laughs> and I can try and put it on Jerry's desk in the next yeah. week or two because I think the transfer window, you know, it'll close shortly. And Lefevre, as we know, is a hard man to deal with. So we want to... Yeah. Actually, we, we, should have a motor, we should have a motorhome for Lefevre as well, just as a... As a oh, is it? That's yeah, that's a, bit of a, that's a bit of a... <laughs> under the table. When, when, he, when he goes camping um, in the Ardennes, you know, in the summer season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Matthew is on it actually. Correctly, that's good. <laughs> we might, Matthew might have to be a third peg on the show. I don't know. Let's yeah, see. at some point. Yeah, a uh, couple of other news before we close uh, this podcast. This yes. was the good news of the day.
Yeah, this is huge. This is it's huge in the context. And look, we're we're biased. We're we're all big fans of Spratty at SBS, but yeah, considering the 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 really terrible Tour de France she had, the crashes that she had there, and we saw firsthand how how upset she was and how hurt she was. She has bounced back big time, third in the individual time trial, which is not her forte. And even she said it herself, she wasn't expecting that. So this is the CIMAC ladies tour. Uh, yeah. That is a penultimate stage. So she's pushed herself now up into ninth overall. Um, and two other mentions, um, Ruby Roseman Gannon did a brilliant TT as well. She's now fifth overall. And Loretta Hansen had a great TT. I think she was ninth in the TT. So we had three Aussie women in the top 10 in the TT, and we've still got two now fighting. And it's a tough final stage tonight. Um, I think it's a circuit race with a, with a climb in it. So that this bodes really well for Spratty for the Worlds in Wollongong. So I know that's been one of her big goals of the year. Yeah, absolutely. It would be a, a, such a good prep for her as well, and mentally as well, as well as in. Oh the yeah, yeah. The, you need it. You need. She needed a good ride just to get herself yeah. back in that, in that sort of, you know, in that frame of mind that she yeah. can win. So. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, last but not uh, least, what's going on here, Maka? Oh my goodness! Yes, you wouldn't believe it. This morning, I'm out <laughs> riding at my sort of local coffee shop towards the end of the ride, and guess who strolls in? The very one and only Gabrielle Gattay. Yeah, and 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 he's always fun. He's always a great supporter of what we do. Uh, yeah. uh, and but he, I, I believe he's the one that spotted you. He did. Yeah, I, mate. I was in a daze. I was actually really struggling, um, and I was I was enjoying my coffee, and he spotted me in the kit and went, "Look who's here!" <laughs> and you got <laughs> and I looked across, another so, Frenchman. Yeah, we had a good chat. And and for, for the fans who loved and watched Gabs over the years um, and his cooking segment on the show, um, just to let you know, he still does. He's still so passionate about his food and he's still doing um, contract work for, for certain companies and, and overseas yeah. trips and stuff like that. So he's still loving it as much as ever. And, um, yeah, no, it's but it's great to catch a up with piece. He's taking he a slower pace. Yeah. He's more on, the, on his own terms rather than the networks or the uh, the yes. work or the public or the public eye. He just does it for the love of. I, I just love when I whenever I meet Gabs. It's just you can now see someone that is rested and he's just doing it for the love of food and the love of cooking. Yeah, it's so true. And and just one other thing on that because I was I was with a, a colleague and we and we rode off and and I introduced him. And I said to my friend as we wrote off, I said, do you realise, I said, he was one of the original celebrity chefs. Yeah. He was one of the very first. And when you think about it, in terms of sport, live sport or sport in general, tell me another sporting show that has a cooking segment on it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He was sort of the creator of that. So it's it's actually, yeah, he, he really is a unique and what he did was so unique. And yeah, we're lucky to have him for so long. I, I think, uh, and not dicing on, on your team as well, but the AFL, if they do the cooking show, there would be what, three recipes, one hot dog, one beef pie, uh, and then what, chips? Uh, no. mate, it'd, be, it'd be pot and Palmer. Tuesday, exactly. pot and Palmer, 15 <laughs> bucks at the pub. It'd be steak night, and then there'd be, oh, no, there'd be a shepherd's pie thrown in or something. 
I signed up for that though. You know, I for that <laughs> hey, they're all pretty good options. If you're on a budget, they're all not bad options. So, <laughs> absolutely, Maka. Thank you. It's been a, a pleasure talking to you. Uh, you're on a, yeah. on a rest uh, tomorrow because it's uh, it's the rest day rides that are coming back yes. uh, with uh, Matthew Keenan and uh, Kate Bates and myself as well at the same spot, same time, same place. And you and I are back on Tuesday to get ready for the final week of this amazing Vuelta. Thank you, Maka. Oh, thank you, mate. Can't wait. Big week ahead. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Get some rest. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for listening to the SPS Volta Espana podcast with Zwift. After five weeks on the road at the tour and no riding, I'm seriously playing some fitness catch-up with Walter Inspiration. To help with my motivation, I've set myself a target of finding a team and getting involved with the Zwift Racing League. Round one starts on the 13th of September and goes to the 18th of October. One race per week for six weeks. Whether you're just starting out on your fitness journey or like me getting back into things, or you're a six watts per kilo monster, you'll find a level of racing to suit. So if you're up for the fun cycling challenge, dive in and start riding with a free seven day trial at Zwift.com and find your ZRL team or register if you're all ready to go by Sunday, the 11th of September. Hopefully, I'll see you on the start line soon. Ride on.